Blog Talk Radio. part of that question 
We just well, we, we would like to know. Tell tell our audience what type of animation you know, because I love the type of animation yeah. you teach and why and why you chose that. Well, uh, the type of animation that we teach is uh, stop motion animation, which is basically uh, taking multiple uh, pictures and then playing them really fast. It's kind of like how they do it in other types of animation, except. Um, we we kind of chose it because uh, it's a very simple style of animation, and when we learned about it, we were very young, so simplicity was. So we're pretty glad to teach other kids this simple form of animation. And you, and you can still make it look really cool. It's not like it's a very uh, bad animation. Mm-hmm. That, that is so cool. I think Jay, you know, had a question for you. Yeah? Uh, yeah, I uh, I like to say it's wonderful having you guys on the show. I mean, I'm a big fan. You guys are funny. I was just looking at, you know, uh, episode uh, five with Godzilla, and oh. I... It's cracking me up. You, it's hilarious. You guys are wonderful. I just well, want to get one of those chef caps from you. I was wondering, do you guys wear those all the time? These like the, the caps with the mustache, you know, those uh, chef caps. Me and Gail would love to get uh, one of those from you, and maybe we can be in one of your movies. But my question was, um, how long have you guys been doing this? How long? How long? Yeah, how long? How long? Have um, we've been doing this since 2008. The the uh, the idea of the animations just kind of floated around. Yeah, we were thinking about before it for, that. for a while, but we actually started, and then we tried to get it going, but it wasn't that really catching on that well, and we had to take some uh, take a year or two off, and yeah, then some places, and then we eventually made a resurgence, and yeah, we we tried here we, are. we tried really hard, and now we're doing uh, pretty well. So yeah, five years. Oh, what? that's that's really oh, wow. good. And, um, yeah, that's, that's good. That's that's cool. How did you get started with your website? Well, like we said before, our dad kind of uh, teaches kids this sort of thing for a living, and uh, and he taught us this method at one point, and we were oh, uh, and we we also thought that uh, that it would be because uh, animation is kind of in a way is a lot like cooking. You have uh, ingredients that you use, and then you have the tools that you use or the technologies. And then the the directions, and so we kind of used that and made ourselves made ourselves the animation chefs, where we cook up content and things like that. And so, yeah. Well, Jay, I think you have a question for them based on that one. Yeah. Yeah. How much time do you guys spend uh, teaching uh, kids and people your age through through the website and the local students in your area? How much time do you dedicate to to spend teaching kids? And other um, students. Well, uh, uh, this past while we haven't been doing it. We're trying to start up uh, local lessons again. But a couple of years ago, we were doing uh, local lessons, and we spent uh, a lot. Uh, we had maybe uh, one or two hours a week. One or two hours. Which is which is just like the interaction. But then we also had to uh, edit, help edit their animations after at home, and also uh, we also have to keep up keep up with their social media like Twitter and YouTube and all that. Facebook, stuff like that. So yeah, so it's we we put a lot of time into it. And also editing and uh filming the animation shows. Well yeah. you know, speaking of that, you know, what what part does your parents play in working with you through this endeavor? Um, well our dad is a, a big help because he uh, he basically taught us everything that we know, and so he helps us uh, plan out uh, the episode. And and we we, we don't really he, like uh, we don't really have a script. We kind of go through the lessons and just uh, just wing it as we as we're at the set. So so our, most of the stuff that you see is pretty uh, fresh and our pretty brain. improvised. So so yeah, our dad. We're kind of the ones that make the content, but our dad kind of, you know, helps us yeah. with the direction of where the show's going. Yeah, and our, our mom is also a big help. She helps us with uh, getting our makeup on and... If if we have any... Oh, our mustache is on. Yeah. <laughs> our mustache is actually... Uh, took a lot of... Uh, it's actually put a lot of thought into it. Because uh, when we started out, we used, we used tape and paper. And, and that's... 
we uh, gone through lots of stuff, and then we finally found out that like some types of eyeliner are the best for yeah. making mustaches. So, yeah, our mom kind of helps us in preparing our show and sometimes some of our animations. Yeah. So our parents are a big help. Hey, Jay. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I wanted to know, um, you know, speaking of parents, you know, our yeah. show, Listen Give, has been attending many conferences around education and music and parents and teachers' involvement. What do you think about your parents' involvement with your school? What do you mean, like, uh, like how, how they help us out with school? Yes. What do you, yeah, do, you, do, you, do you like them coming to your school, helping you out? You know, like most, most kids be like, oh, Dad, stay home, I got this. I mean, how do you guys feel about it? You know, is it cool or? So are our da- our parents coming to our school? Yeah, and being involved, being involved with your school and coming to your school. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah. Uh, when when we were uh, younger, our dad used to come to school a lot and uh, show our whole class uh, animation stuff, which is always pretty cool. And they're like, "Oh, it's awesome!" Because then they kind of have this cool little. Uh, like twenty second movie that they made, and so and we we think parent involvement with schools uh great. We think that uh, they're a big help, and it's really cool if they can yeah. get more involved. It really helps out students great <laughs> Jay, Jay, what do you think about that? I mean that's kind of interesting because when you say jay the the kids we know they don't want to know that their parents are coming to school. You know? Oh no! Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, my my uh, my daughter's like, no, Dad, you're embarrassing me. Just stay, just drop me off, and just pick me up, and don't come in. <laughs> so that's what my daughter tells me. Uh, but when she wants some money, she, I I can come into school. But you know, <laughs> I think yeah, I just had to put this in there. I wanted to say, yeah, when you get a chance, you gotta watch this Godzilla versus Justin Bieber thing because it's hilarious. I mean. I guess one of you guys, the Godzilla stepped on one of you guys, and I, I, how do you guys do this wonderful stuff? Because it's incredible. I'm seeing Justin Bieber walk through New York, stepping on you guys, and then Godzilla burns his face at the end. I think that's so great. You guys are, you guys are talented. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thanks uh, a lot. Yeah, we used lots of. Uh, what we did is we actually went to New York because we live in Connecticut, which is right next to it, and we took a lot of uh, footage there of the backgrounds that we could uh, that could be our backgrounds in uh, the movie, and then we used uh, green screen, which some people think, oh, it's such a hard process, but it's actually not that hard, and I think we have some tutorials on our website on how to use it. And so we just uh, put it over it, used a couple uh, editing techniques and layers and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So it took us about, including story, from storyboarding to the final product, it took us about 50 hours. Like total, like actually working on yeah. it. Yeah. So it was quite a project. So Well, maybe you can help us with a project we have coming up, Jay. Now, Jay, this is quite embarrassing because we were just talking about green screening, and they've made it quite easy. I don't think that's fair. Do you, Jay? Well, yeah, they, yeah, they make it easy, but they, they're not telling you about the rendering. Uh, it depends on what computer they're using to render the stuff, because how long does it take to render the green screen uh, images after you've got everything shot and everything done? What, what was the rendering time? Um. Uh, our, uh, we we don't we actually we don't have the most powerful computers. We're we're trying to <laughs> so we're trying to update them and see what we can do. To... <laughs> that's 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 the rough part, Gail. See, they they got quiet a little bit because that's if you don't have the, the best computer, that's what takes the time. Uh, and so, so I so it took, um, <laughs> hours. Hours, right? <laughs> Not great, that's great, but that, that's great that they were able to do it, Jay. You know, with what yes. they have. I mean, that's amazing. I, I, you know, you guys. That's why I said we couldn't wait to have you on the show because you really just. I, as soon as I saw animation show, I'm like, they're fault. Okay, I've got to go check them out. And it was some of the best yes. stuff. Thank you so much. Yes. And you know. Yes. You know. You know, guys. We hear a lot from adults at these conferences, so don't laugh. Speaking about youth and what they think, you you know they know you guys want in school. And we'd just like to, you know, take the time now to ask you a question. We'd like to ask you, what don't we know about what, you you know, the, you guys want in school? Do you want more music, you know, clubs like robotics, or do you think the old ways and new ways of learning, like writing and using your iPads are good? Tell us what we don't know. Because, you know, we, there's a whole bunch of adults saying, oh, 
This is what teens want. But we want to kind of know, what don't we know? Um, well, it's, it's not like I have any personal opinion against, you know, after-school activities such as robotics or, you know, certain clubs or whatever, but but we, we really think that uh, this animation thing should really incorporate itself into the into the uh, the school environment because I mean animation is you know making your own animated story animated stories pretty much a team process and the social aspect will also uh, help the kids as it would you know on a team like on a sports team and uh, so yeah we 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 really wanted to to be a part of education you know. Or you know to okay. progress it. And, and uh, what and what else is is that Noah speaking? Yeah, yeah. Noah, you know we'd love to ask you and your brother. The other thing is, you know Jay and I hear from adults all the time, like, oh, you know, teens want more music in their school, and you know they they know about bullying. And I mean, what is? I mean, you guys are in high school. Like, what is high school like? What is it that us adults don't know? How can we support you guys? Like. You know, how can parents better have a, a real better relationship with teenagers? Because, you know, most parents, you know, they think teenagers are from another planet, you know. So wh- what is it that we don't know, guys? Tell us. Tell our audience. So so pretty much how this may benefit the teenagers and their, you know, relationships with their parents, you mean? You, well, just in general, yeah. you know, this is, like, is kind of yeah. like an off question from a little bit from animation. Because it, you guys go to school and you have parents who are really supportive of you guys and really seem to have a really good understanding, you know, of you. But, you know, I'm sure you hear a lot of parents say, oh, my God, my teenager acts like she, she's from outer space, okay? Or we don't yeah. understand the teenagers. Tell us, guys, what we're missing as adults and as a parents. What do we not understand about you guys, the teenagers? Well, uh, I guess on the bullying side of things, uh, not – everyone gets bullied, but there are lots of kids who might get teased on or, uh, or have a bad experience at school because of this, and that's and lots of parents uh, dismiss that, and they say they get bullied and they don't do much about it, but I think it's very important that there needs to be stuff done, and that also that schools need to be a lot uh, better dealing with bullying, because lots of times they'll like maybe give the kid detention and then that's all they'll do. But so but there's a lot more that needs to be done because it can really uh affect the students in harmful ways wow. about how we uh, uh learn like how 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 like his his future is very dependent on uh, how you do in school because of like what colleges you get into and what mm-hmm. you like and if bowling can really uh, Destroy, not maybe not your, maybe, maybe not, not destroy, destroy your life, it, but, yeah. but it can really harm it. It can alter it. Yeah. Wait a minute, you guys are telling us that bullying can actually affect colleges you choose and things like that. Really? Well, in a way, yeah. Because if you if you get bullied, then it it can affect uh, yeah, your, yeah. like you not wanting to be at school at all, and you can like. Uh, there's lots of stuff like not going to school or trying to avoid lots of classes because you think you might get bullied and that can affect uh, your grades and your GPA and everything, which I guess colleges do look at. And so, yeah, in a way. Thank you, guys, because, you know, why this is so important that we're hearing it from you, you know, I'm sure you guys hear and you sit with your parents and see it all over the Internet. Oh, we've done a study on teens, and this is what teens say. We really, as far as I'm concerned, have no idea. We still have so much to learn about our generation gaps. You know what I mean? And, you know, I just personally think if we take the time to know you guys, it's so wonderful how you connect with your parents and your parents connect with you. You guys are so great. And, And I know Jay has another question after this, but thank you so much for that information. No problem. Thank you. Uh, Okay, I I know you know this joke, what's cooking, chefs? But uh, what I want to say to the chefs is, what kind of music do you guys listen to? And uh, also, do you intend to integrate or put this music in any of your films or animation? 
Oh, uh, yeah, we uh, we love music. We we have a very uh, musical family. Uh, my brother plays uh, some piano. I play some guitar. And uh, I listen to, we like a lot of classic songs, but uh, we like... We have a very diverse uh, preference, you know. Like, yeah, we like pop, techno. You know, like rock or pretty much like any genre. We, we, we like... Whatever we're in the mood in, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, And do you intend, you know... Like what Jay was saying, do you intend to put that in any of your videos? Yeah, we we, we uh, music uh, is very helpful in uh, making oh, yeah. an animation good because uh, if you don't put the back, right background music in, people might confuse it or it'll bring them out of the experience. Yeah, it really sets the tone for the animation. So, and you know, it does depend on the theme of the animation. You know, if it takes place in old times, you know, maybe they'll have some old time music playing. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's, it's it's quite it's it's pretty crucial to the yeah. effectiveness of the film. And I, I've I've heard uh, professional audio people say I forget from where, but uh, people uh, people notice bad audio, but they don't notice good audio because it blends in so good. Yeah. So, oh wow! It's important to like like when you're when you're watching lots of movies and stuff, you don't like like you like the, the music goes in with the experience. It's not like it's completely bad and also the quality of the the sound has to be good or else they'll notice it. So. Yes, it's, it's up to the story to engage you. Wait a minute, are you guys sure you're, you know, Jay, I'm starting to wonder if these are really good answers, okay? Because, I mean, you know, they, they sound like people who are actually directors, you know what I mean? So I'm starting exactly. to wonder if we're really, I'm starting to wonder if we're really talking to teenagers or, you know, you guys are just, you know, pulling our legs if you're really in high school. I think this is Steven Spielberg we're talking to. I think Steven Spielberg. I, 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 I think, think so, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, so, ben. too. You know, <laughs> you know, we heard you guys were in Rwanda in Africa. I want to know yes. how did that happen and what was the experience like? Well, do a, do a start from the very, very beginning. Yeah, a long time ago. This, this is like a... this. You know, back to the beginning where our early skills with animation were developing. Uh, my dad had a friend named Craig uh-huh. who who wrote a book called Own a Mise, true story about a friendship of a of a baby hippo and an old tortoise. Amazing true true story. And uh, and uh, so he asked us to make uh, an animation for it, just a little uh, thing, because he know that we've been. Uh, that were into that stuff, and he thought it'd be really cool, and to see us make it or help out with it, that was gonna be really cool. So we did it, and then then uh, Craig absolutely loved them, uh, and into our big surprise, he invited us to the 2007 Tribeca Film Festival, which he is a big part of. Yeah, so we so... got to walk the red carpet and everything with all the celebrities and. Our uh, our little uh, film about this, these, this turtle and this hippo got featured. Yeah, they got with all, with all these other professional works of all these celebrities. Yeah, I mean there was you know they were shown on the big screen and you know everybody got to see them and we just yeah. felt it was overwhelming. And, and so really. the, the same guy wrote a, a book called Owen and Mize, which is about. No, oh, sorry. Uh, no, uh, they were no, uh, looking for Misa, which is about a gorilla who got lost in the uh, mountains of in the, Rwanda. It was about a baby hippo that got lost. No, and, baby gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Okay. So you get the just. Yeah, um, and so uh, we decided, uh, or, uh, and so uh, they invited us actually to go out to uh, Rwanda. This place, these uh, mountain yeah. gorillas, which is basically where the the story face, takes place, uh, to teach uh, kids there animation and uh, how to show the people there or, or warn other people in the world about the mount, the mountain gorillas and and kind of also yeah, in a way in a way maybe promote tourism of mountain gorillas, which my dad actually got to to see them up close to other adults, so. So we were they we animated there and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so this is this is uh eight, nine years ago? No. This is no. it's two thousand and eight. Summer of two thousand and eight. Yeah, so it's like six. In fact, 
the trip actually took place three months before we officially launched the Animation Chefs. Yeah, so in a way it could have uh, inspired us to make it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> did you guys actually, did you guys did you guys actually see any see any of these animals that you guys? Because I'll be afraid to death to see a mountain gorilla coming down. In yeah. Did, oh. they, did you? Well, we we didn't really we weren't allowed to see them up close. Yeah, so we in order were. to go on this big trek uh, into the mountains, you had to be like 16 or older. And we weren't 16. We were like half that. Yeah. And so. <laughs> And so, uh, so we we did get to see lots of cool anime uh, animals. Africa is an amazing place, especially Rwanda. Rwanda. They, they, yeah, Rwanda is just gorgeous. This has a lot of gorgeous uh, agriculture, and the, yeah. the people are very nice. It's yeah, and yeah. Uh, it, it, they also very emphasize on keeping it clean. So it's probably one of the cleanest places in Africa. Yeah, but it, it still is very uh, poor, and so and it. We we were went to lots of different events with because uh, uh, Scholastic was one of the people that brought us out there. So we went to a bunch of Scholastic events and their own uh, Rwandan Tribeca Film Festival. No, no. Uh, um, at the end of our uh, at the end of our uh, lessons with the African children, after their films were all done, we previewed yeah. them or we premiered them at a. Uh, at the head of the Rwanda Cinema Center's house. So yeah. that's kind of what happened when we finished off their animations. And, you know, it was really nice to see our films, you know, even on the big screen then. Wow. I, I, w- I wanted to know, how did, the, you know, you guys went to school here in America, and then you, t- you taught school over in Africa, and Nora and your brother, I wanted to know, how did the kids in Africa differ from the way kids learn here? What was different? Uh, what was the difference between the kids learning here and the kids learning in Africa? Could you tell our audience what the different experience was? Well, uh, I think they're well. First of all, I think they're surprised and amazement that you know kids can make their own cartoons is uh, is is pretty much the same as kids who would react to it here. But but yeah, the the kids were very different. They, I mean, first of all. A few of them were trilingual, so they could pretty yeah. much speak anything. You know, they're. I think they're they're more athletic. You know, like we had, you know, we would like play little games of soccer. You know, during our breaks with the kids, it was a lot of fun. And uh, and you know, they just have a very different lifestyle. And uh, also, they they I think they might have even been more uh, amazed by the animations because they might not get to see as many uh, cool movies and films and stuff out there because they are less privileged. And I also think, no offense to them, but they're probably also uh, less smart just because uh, of their education systems and stuff, and it's very hard out there. And so to have this little experience, I think it uh, made them uh, very happy, and I think think they've remembered it. So. Yeah. Did you did you guys have a translator? I mean, how did you communicate? I mean, how, um, how that? I, the kids there that we dealt with actually uh, spoke English. The three languages that they spoke were English, French, and, and Rwandese, Rwandese, which we knew a couple words of, but we yeah. forget them now. So. And so, yeah, but it, we did we did have a, a guide on us on the trip who uh, got us around Africa and also uh, spoke uh, Rwandese. Yeah. And, is there 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 were uh, lots of instances that were funny with the language differences like uh one time this we were about we were leaving an event an event and uh this one of the Africans came up to our car and uh Craig Hackoff's uh, daughter they they were both there uh actually gave the guy like American money like ten dollars in American money or something. And he went running down the street, like screaming, screaming just... a bunch of words, and then like, <laughs> and like a cop stopped him at the end of the road, and like. I guess him. it's a lot of money, and we later found out that a uh, that a uh, one dollar, uh, one dollar in U.S. money equals approximately six hundred and forty Rwandan francs. So, so that's wow. pretty much thousand francs that we gave him. We don't we don't know what he could have bought with that, but we could tell that. I guess yeah. he was happy. So, you know, we were young. I, mean, and I doubt really he know. could use the American money out there, yeah. but he was happy anyways. 
So yeah, that's so another so Noah, you guys are telling me that I could buy an iPad for a dollar if I go there. Is that six hundred and something? Well, <laughs> yeah, like it's, well, really, we don't really know if like that six thousand francs could buy like a computer. It's, it's not or, really or, one or, franc is like that equivalent, or yeah. that their their money wasn't very equivalent to the dollar. But to them, because huh. because they're so poor, it probably was a lot of money than uh, what we think of as uh, one dollar wow. ten dollars. Yeah, well, I so, tell you, it, yeah, it's funny, guys. <laughs> with our dollar today, you know, they might uh, their francs might be worth much more today. <laughs> the, the, the Rwandan money, the way our dollar is going right now, guys. So yeah. who knows? Yeah. You know, but my yeah. question to you guys is, you know, you already touched on this. It was one of our questions to you anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, you were out there then, but do you, do you ever keep in contact with those guys and? What, you know, do you think they use a lot of, you know, maybe not then because that was eight, nine years ago, but now with technology, you know, you know technology is being brought up in Africa a lot. Do you think, do you keep in contact with those guys? And if you do, do they do they, do they use a lot of tech in Africa, I mean, in Rwanda over there now? Do you think they do? Um, they might, and as, as I said before, that they it might be hard for them to get technology because they are so poor. But, yeah, we do keep in contact with lots of people that we went yep. with. and uh, who, who support, who organized the trip. Uh, even the even the uh, the head of the, Ron, the Rwanda Cinema Center over there, which was kind of, who was a help to us when teaching the students. Yeah, so uh, we haven't, I guess, talked to them lately, but we, we have, uh, we, we. You know, uh, through are, Facebook, yeah. you know, pretty much. You know, so I, I guess it's possible. We don't exactly know what's going on out there because it's, I guess it's hard to know. But right. I, I guess yes, it could be possible with all this uh, new stuff coming out and. You know that it somehow really cool. may reach over there because I mean, back then our method was to use our primary method to make stop motion animation was to set up a tripod with a camera, Camcorder. having a fire wire connected to the laptop and then or a computer. <laughs> And then kind of do it on there, but now you could do it on an iPad, yeah, which is so much, iPad. so much easier, so much simpler. So, you know, that's yeah. So it, it's kind of a different. So yeah, now, now it is a lot easier to access uh, uh, or to uh, do animation because you don't need all that stuff that we needed before. Now that the iPads have cameras and then the, the software uh, and hardware needed in order to do it. But uh, so yes, I guess uh, it would be a lot. Uh, easier for them to access these technologies or have these technologies than they to make animation than they did back then. So yeah, I would I wouldn't be surprised if they did have like iPads and animation Proof. stuff. Yeah, but again, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Right. No problems. So what, what, what stood out for you? Yeah, what stood out for you teaching them in Africa about animation the most? What stood out for you when you were teaching them about animation? The most. Can you restate the question? Like, oh. what, what stood oh. out about uh, them or just. No, yeah, like, what stood out. Go ahead, Jay, I'm sorry. Yes, we, uh, we would like to know what stood out for you the most about teaching them in Africa about animation the most. I guess the what? most. Here? Yeah. Maybe? Uh, like what well, we I want guess... to know is what what we want to know is like what's the you know like your your overall ex- out of your whole overall experience when you were teaching the people of Rwanda animation what was stood out for you the most what was most heartfelt to you while you were there what was most memorable in teaching them yeah, yeah. Teaching. Uh, probably their amazement on what came out in the end you know there's there's sm- the smiles on their faces to yeah. finally realize what we did earlier and. Uh, and and the fact that they were, you know, from another country, a, a whole other world. I mean, you know, we live totally different lives from them, and and yet we still same share the same yeah. And they, passion. They, they were probably a lot. Uh, I I think they were a lot more involved than uh, people nowadays because people now don't, I guess, have all their little gadgets and yeah. Aren't, they kind of aren't, take aren't their very surprised kind of take their uh, as easily. But out there, uh, using all these cool. Uh, technologies and so they all, they all want to get involved and try it out and make a cool product. Yeah, so like people here would take you know their animating tools for I mean their you know iPads and computers you know take those for granted and just use them for something else. But 
these kids saw the the ability in them and they didn't take it for granted. Not not that people out here don't yeah. use their stuff for animation. Yeah. You know, that brings me to my next question, okay, because this is something really important. You know, I heard you guys say, you know, a lot of people do assume that the people of Africa and, and Latin America and certain other countries, indigenous countries, are poor, but we have to realize something, guys, everyone, that, you know, really students around the world are the same. If, if we all had access to all the tools, just like you guys said, we would really yeah. be able to do the same thing. So this brings me to my next question. You know, as Jay and I have never been to Rwanda, we want to learn, ask you, what can the students from here in this country, uh, um, and I'm sorry, what can the students here in this country learn from the students in Africa, especially students who are middle class and upper, you know, um, urban areas, you know, in fact, not, not even any particular uh, middle class or anything. What can students in general, you know, the students who, you know, like, oh, they could go to school, but they get to school and they're bored. Uh, they don't want to be bothered, you know, and, you know, they just don't want to, you know. N nothing like wrong or anything. They don't have any learning disabilities. Yeah, they just don't want to be bothered with school. They can get to school later, you know. What can a, those types of students and just students in general learn from the, the students you met in Africa or students in Africa, period? Yeah, I, th I think it's very, uh, one thing that I can learn is it's very important to be patient because animation is a very long and tasking process. Even to, ma to make uh, a one, to uh, make a one minute animation could take hours and hours to, uh, for the, until you get to the final cut. Just because uh, we use 15 frames per second, so it's taking 15 pictures times in times that by yeah. 60. So, and you have to That's take, like, so it's a, it's a long testing process and kids out here, they, uh, they're used to getting stuff that they want fast. If they want yeah, information, they can get it in a second. If they want to play a game, they can access it just then. And kids out there didn't really have that, uh, have that lack of patience. So they, they went through the whole thing because they knew that it was going to be really cool in the end. Yeah, so our advice would kind of be kids back here, you know, you know, like, kind of, like, kind of lower your impatient impulses and, and you know, like, see, like, see the amazing things that you could yeah. do with these common materials. And that it's very important to be involved in it and not to wander off and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. going even deeper than that, outside of animation, what can the kids here in the States learn from, like, those kids in Africa? You know, we take, you know, some of us, all of us, even adults, we take education for granted, period. What can we yeah. learn as, as students here and as kids? What can we, our, our high school and junior high school and primary school learn here from the students over there? Um, yeah, I think, uh, as you said, that mo most kids these days think that, uh, we, yeah, we, take, we do take education for granted out here. And that most kids' uh, school is a drag, and it takes up their life, and yeah, and stuff. So I think they need to realize that uh, they could be one of these uh, kids in these countries without uh, the same educational resources that we have. So lo lots of kids in other countries don't even go to school. Yeah, and they wish to, and and you know people back and, here just kind of. It's hard, and it costs a lot of money, and wow. so. They need, they need, I think they people need to realize how good they've got it to be, I guess, in school. Uh, in American or one of these countries that do yeah, the, uh, support an ed educational yeah. educational law. Yeah, they need to, you know, realize how important and how, you know, fortunate they are to have a good education if they have one. And, and yeah, that's kind of what, you know, our... Our students in America. So kind of need to even realize. though school is a drag, it is very important to get an education if you yeah, want. Yeah, it's a, crucial. If you want a, even a slightly successful future, you need education <laughs> or luck. <laughs> Which is <laughs> you know what you know, Jay. Before you go into your next question, I want I really have to ask them this, and then guys, we only have a few more questions after this. But I need that. I heard one of you say that it costs money to go to school in Africa. 
Would you say a little bit well, more about that? I, I think, I don't know exactly about uh, other countries' educational systems, but and in a way, yeah, it could cost money because reasons that they go, some reasons that they don't go to school is to work so that the family could generate money. So them uh, going to school, in fact, could lose their family money that they could be spending on important resources like food and water and also college. Yeah. College is uh, that yeah. lots of other people can't get into good colleges because they don't have the money. Did you young men meet children like that who couldn't go to school because they needed to work to have so the family could have food and water? Uh, we didn't meet them personally. We didn't like personally meet them, but we but I, we encountered we, a lot. We probably saw them on the roads because there were people walking up and down the roads that looked like they had nothing, like some kids didn't even have clothes. Yeah, like they were they were on the street, and you know we were amazed that they were optimistic people. You know they yeah they you know still valued life and still went about you know fetching water and and doing all these things. In fact, the uh, little little fact about uh, Rwanda is that is that uh, you know how the mothers kind of keep the water on their heads and it's very heavy and it takes a lot of balance. The uh, the little kids use little plastic water bottles called empties, so they just, you know, carried over yeah, there. Kids, kids would come up to us whenever our car stopped and uh, go to our uh, water bottle and ask uh, some uh, some and a word in their language that we didn't know, and then our, the translated person said it was empty, so they're asking for empty water bottles that they can use. Uh, to carry to, their water. Yeah. Wow. Uh, plenty full out there. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it left a, a profound effect on you guys. I know Jay has some questions for you as well. Jay, go ahead. Yes, um, I have some quick questions. Uh, the first one, Gail, I want to ask is, what advice would you guys leave us adults who think they know what you guys are about or what you guys want in school? What can you leave us with so we can learn more about you? About us? Yes, what advice? Like, What could you tell me um, that you can leave us adults who think we know what you guys want, because we don't know what young people want. So I want you to tell us what advice could you leave me with um, that you think I should know in learning about you guys, that us adults should know about what young people like. Yeah, going back to the going back to like the question about you understanding us, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah kind of back well, you to know, that. We we want to you know as adults we would we like yeah. to know. What advice would you leave us with? Like, you know, Jay's a parent of a, of a daughter. What advice would you leave us with as kids? I, I mean, you know. Help! Help! Help, Nora! Help me, Nora! I think it's very important to listen. I mean, they, people, uh, students will probably, or, I mean, young people will probably uh, say lots of things that uh, don't. Like oh they want a new phone and stuff, but lots of stuff that they do say is important, and like asking or saying stuff that they need or what they need help with. And I think it's very important to listen to them because uh, listen to them because uh, some people feel ignored and they hate their parents because they uh, never really do anything for them. And uh, and also the thing about kids and teenagers in general is that they are just they're suckers for the latest technology. You know they. <laughs> You know, whenever the newest phone or tablet comes out, you know they they're all over it. You know they're you know they probably think about it a, a lot more than their parents do. And uh, I mean, here at the Animation Chefs, we do use those uh, sought-after sought devices. And uh, and the, but the difference with us is that is that we use it to create something meaningful. So the thing about so the thing about uh, Teenagers that you know they want technology no matter what. And it's, it's very but, important to be a, a parent more than a friend. Okay. Oh my God! Can, can uh, you say that again? Yeah. Can you? Say, no, I want. I want to hear him say that again. Young man, we heard that yesterday at the conference. Is something in my family we know is something in Jay Logan's family that we know. But please repeat that again so our audience hears that. Uh, it's important to be a parent more than a friend. Leadership. Thank you. 
Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I have two last questions real quick, Gail, because these guys, I love you guys. You guys, this is a great show. You guys are Okay, wonderful. well, we're going to have to fight. I think we're going to have to fight a little bit. Okay. Let me just ask this one question. Um, so, guys, we have only two more questions for you. Jay has one more, and then I have this last one. How do you feel about girls in technology, and how does it differ from boys? <laughs> um, yeah, being a – we don't have any sisters. Uh, pretty much to, just to let you know, you know, we don't know what it's like to have a sister. So well, we're I, not, I guess uh, we think it shouldn't be different. The between uh, boys and girls on uh, that uh, we're teaching. I mean, I, I think, or I I don't know if this is like completely true or whatever, but I kind of get the impression that girls are more interested in like experimenting with uh, you know more social networking and stuff like that. I mean, that's that's kind of what I see from it. Yeah. In your in your school, you don't see a lot of girls, you know, who are serious about programming and animation and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I, I guess uh, there are lots of. I guess most girls uh, aren't that uh, crazy about uh, technology. But though there are some, I think the the girls that are interested are very are are even more interested than some boys that are. Yeah. So like they they. I think they're more uh, go-getters and go-doers when they are interested in these type of things. So, yeah, I think I think that we should uh, teach everybody that uh, it's important to get involved in things that you like and not just to go on Facebook all day and text yeah, friends. Yeah, because there's more meaningful stuff that you can produce, you know? Yeah. Wow. Like, okay, like I, know you say, had, I know you had oh, – I'm sorry, go ahead, Sudarik. Uh, uh, like make make your own Cartoon Network is uh, or quote from a while ago. It's kind of saying uh, instead of watching uh, the content, you should make it yourself. Yeah, I mean, like instead of consuming, you know, the product, make the product, be a producer, you know, and you can yeah. do that now. You know, you don't have to be some old, ed, you know, older, educated person in the in the cartoon business to. Uh, you can do that right now. Or, or waiting. You don't have to wait for college either. Amazing age that we live in. So, yeah. That's really cool. I, I love what you guys are saying. I know, Jay, you had another question for them. Yes, yeah, so the question was, uh, I want a definition of fanimation, because I don't know if that's a new concept, fanimation. <laughs> and the other question to that is, who can, who's coming up with this stuff, the shark and rabbit cocoa copter stuff? How do you guys do this? <laughs> well, um, well, fanimation... Uh, is a term, I guess, that we coined, which basically means uh, animations that our fans made, have made, made fans. and sent us, or uh, or uh, some some of them are even animations that are made by the kids that we uh, teach and that we've kind of helped out with. But they're yeah. all the all the kids that we teach are also fans of the show. Yeah, it's just pretty much to to show the people that we the kids that we've influenced to make their own movies and you know their movies. What was the second question? Was there one? Uh, who's coming up with these storyboards? The shark and the rabbit, the, the coconut uh, knocking the shark down in the water. The, I, I would think the shark would win that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's kind of like a common dairy uh, type thing where there's this little guy who there's I this guess little wise wise cracking you know little animal or person, and then there's an uh, antagonist that's always chasing after them. Yeah, and, and oh. as far as making the, the storyboarding and stuff, so lots of the time it's one of us has a great idea for it and and we, and, and it. we do it and we, and we make it and other times we all make it as a team effort. A team. And, you, guys and have you guys have messages hidden in these animations. Oh, that's beautiful. You got messages so you're teaching at the same time. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. Well, that's it for me, Gail. I mean, this is amazing. These guys are... I, I love them. This is great. Eight minutes? <laughs> I don't know. If she, I hope she's still on the line now. Um, <laughs> no, I'm still on the line. I heard 
heard everything that was being said. You know, technical difficulties. Um, but no, one, you know, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, you know, I'm sure you know, even if though we're not your parents, but, you know, parents hearing you guys are just so proud of you, okay? So, so proud of you and what you're doing. And I'm sure this is something that your mom and dad hear all the time. You know, um, and what we want to thank your parents for is being the kind of parents to involve you, you know, in yeah. what they do, and that you guys have an, you actually enjoy being with your parents, you know? Yeah. That, yeah, we, we that, love them. You know. But that's cool. Do you know how cool that is? You know how many adults say, kids say, oh, I love my parents, but they get on my nerves. Like, you guys really yeah. have, a, you're not, you know, you have, you know they're your parents and you have a partnership with them, and that's great. And so we just really want to thank you for being on the show. And, you know, we want to know if you'd come back and talk with us either later in the year or sometime next year. Yeah, anytime. Definitely. We I love uh, yeah, this is this is really so much fun. You've taught us so much in this one show, okay? Then I think I think you guys should have been in Education Nation yesterday with NBC. <laughs> like, you know, it, it was amazing. Thank you for your time, everyone. Thank you, oh, thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's actually been our, our first real uh, interview. Our about first, like, real radio-style interview. About our show. And, so, you know, we may have a project for you from Listen, Give, and we would love to talk to your parents about it and you. Um, it's yeah. right what you do. So you think you guys might be interested? Sure. Yeah, uh, we yeah we can probably work that out, like, over email or Twitter, like on your Twitter, <laughs> right? Yes. Yes, we would love to. And talk. You know, we first have to talk with you guys' parents first. You know that, right? Of course. And th- then we go to you. Cause th- and, and, you know, for a lot of you out there, who want to ever interact with, you know, young kids and you want them to do something or work together or start a project with kids, you don't go to the kids first. You have to go to the parents and get their permission. That's first and foremost. And so many people forget that. So, you know, this is amazing. And please tell your mom, Holly, and your dad, we thank them, okay? Yay. Yeah, we we thank them, sir. They're responsible All right. for us. You we know, they're our parents. We wouldn't be here right now if it weren't for them. So, yeah. Yes. And we thank them for letting you be on the show because your mom was very instrumental in having this happen. And we thank you guys. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, thank you for having us so much. Yeah. All right. Well, well guys, have a great day and have a blast, okay? Yeah. You, you have a great day, too. Uh. Thanks all for having us on. It was a real blast. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, Jay. It's on to the next. Thanks, guys. They were mm-hmm. great, weren't they, Jay? Oh my God, oh, they, they were, were amazing. They were they were wonderful. They were really cooking up some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know it's funny. I bet you they got that from their mom cooking. And it, when a young man said how you know their show is when they cook, so you know it was so cool. It was really cool. And to know that parents have such a great relationship with their kids, I really applaud their parents. Don't you? Yes, yes, that's great, and that's why I'm, I'm a little jealous of their parents. Because, you know, I'm working on my daughter. You know, so she's getting into her teens, and so I'm, I'm not. She's not daddy's little girl anymore. So I gotta get the step in. I'm gonna listen to some of those uh, suggestions that those guys had to help me along the way here. <laughs> yes, and you know what I love too about what they said about the children in Africa. You know, about the money and everything. It, it's something that a lot of us don't understand. You know. Um, you know, Jay, we only have a few minutes, so maybe we can go into two of the really quick, hot topics. I know well, one of them up, is... Get, get, hold up, I'm getting... My phone is making me dizzy. I'm, I'm fainting in here. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, everyone, the reason why Jay is joking about that is because we're talking about motion sickness. Now, this is the funniest thing. Yesterday, Jay, I'm looking on TV, okay, at the local CVS for New York. And, guys, New York City, you can only hear it like this. They had a special report about the iPhone. They called it iSickness. The new iOS 7 must be driving everyone mad because they're saying that this, the, um, the apps on, <laughs> on the new iPad and the new iOS for the, um, for the system for the iPhone is making people have motion sickness the way you would on a boat. It's hilarious. 
but it's real. And, you know, Jay, the reason why it's, it's funny and it's not so funny is because yesterday at the conference they were talking about starting to use children use digital phones, which, you know, that's going to cost the parents a lot of money to have smartphones being used in the classroom. But it, the icon, you see, this is the concern about technology, which Mr. Logan, a, a year ago I shared with you they're going to start, you know, lessening the use of technology. That's what they're now all of a sudden trying to do, lessen the use of technology. And if we're getting motion sickness from the new iOS 7, what would that say about the kids and how much that does? We're now seeing that the the, the computers and all of that do affect our brains. What do you have to say about the sickness? Do you still have the motion sickness, Jake? Because we can go to the nearest drugstore and get you some, you know, uh, some headache medication. Well, I don't know, boss. Can I call in next week when Alyssa gives show call in sick because my phone made me dizzy? I wonder if that work like that. I can call in sick. You know, when you go to work. Boss, no, I I'm can't sorry. Go to work. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> can you imagine? Uh, I, you call in. You call in sick, and you know you have your iPad. Um, John, I can't come in today because the apps on my iPhone are moving too much. You know, the new iOS seven it has my eyes frozen. <laughs> I have a doctor's excuse to prove it. <laughs> that is really I, you know, hilarious. I, Come on. I, I truly believe that because I know it's like even Jelena, you know, playing these video games and stuff. You got to really be, you got to really be careful because even the video games get you motion sickness. So it's a, it's a truth to that, and we have to be careful with this technology because your brain now your brain doesn't know the difference between reality and what's not real. And, you know, we've got to be very careful not to go overboard with some of these, uh, some, of the, some of the animation, we talked about animation earlier, some of the things in 3D, some of the things that pop up out of you because your brain is getting fooled now and tricked. Uh, your brain is really not used to all of this, you know. It's used to seeing real things. So be careful out there, you know, how much you use your phone. And when you said that over to me, Gail, the funniest thing is the guy said, well, you can turn this section off in your phone to stop the motion, but maybe the easiest thing to do, and at the end of the day, is turn your phone off. <laughs> exactly, exactly, which is what I've been trying to do now, you know, and it's, it's funny, you know, and then, you know, after going to a conference where U.S. kids are said to have not be, you know, doing as well as their counterparts in other countries. What really got me is this other report that you brought to the table. You know, I, I did the eye sickness, but now we're saying Americans can't count, and they're not so good at tech either. Now, wow. that is that's getting true. a little, that's getting a little scary. We can't count. Now, if we can't count, according to this article you have uh, from CNET, <laughs> well, then, Jay, that means that we can't even tell how much money we owe, okay? Maybe that's why we have the government shut down. Oops, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, guys, we're only joking. Trust me, we're only joking. But according to this, I mean, educationally-wise, this is really scary. We can't count. It says, indeed, right. the, the numeracy proficiency of 16 to 65-year-olds is almost the worst of the country's surveys. Oh, my God. You know, oh, this is... This, this goes back to the, the kids that you had. That's why it was so wonderful that you had these animation shifts on here today, Gail. I applaud you for that because particular age group where U.S. Uh, most, the U.S. Uh, we're mostly lacking technology skills amongst young adults. I mean, of 20 countries surveyed, America young adults were dead last. So to see these but you know animation what I don't chefs, understand. Hmm? I don't understand that, Jay, though. I don't understand. How can we, our kids stay glued to it? They are spoiled, and they, they want to play, and they don't want to learn. I mean, it's a game, and the games need to be taken more serious. Um, it, goes, it goes back to last week's guest. Uh, where he was using the game as to raise monies for. See, now you can use these games since we're so stu stuck on these games, we're not learning. We don't even want to read the manual anymore. They just want to start playing. You know, I got, I'm not going to say anything, but I got some people that don't want to read manuals when it comes to equipment and technology. They want me to show them everything. Hey, you guys bought the iPad. Could you read the manual so you know how to work it? We're lazy. Okay. That's, what, uh, that's, what, that's the problem. Well, you know what? I have to say, when I got the iOS 7 and I you know, upgraded on my iPad. I have to say, I went to working on my iPad like I normally do, and I downloaded the manual because it's not the, the whole interface is completely different. Now, you know, but I like I like technology. Like I always tell you, I just don't feel it's my life. You know what I mean? 
So, you know, I have to agree with you, Jay. I really have to agree with you. But I, I still say that our students do try to take the time to learn more about what's going on in technology. So, like I said, this was an amazing show today. And, you know, Jay, as always, it's been real, and I've enjoyed mm-hmm. it. And thank you so much. You know, it's great to have you back in the States. And, you know, uh, I'll be leaving soon for Europe. So, you know, we'll, we'll be back in Puerto Rico show in different countries. I just love it. Just one, don't rub in that Europe trip. You know, you know I want to go with you, so don't, don't rub that. <laughs> okay. We'll see you the next mm-hmm. week on Wednesday. And uh, to everyone in our audience, thank you for supporting us and always being with us. Okay. Thank you, everyone. And, girl, you have, All right. have fun today. Okay. You too, guys. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.